So, Joe, you and I are currently, you're going tomorrow, I'm going Wednesday. We're going to a place in Mexico where there will be some drinking, but not before we take our to-go little pouches of Athletic Greens because we actually travel with them everywhere. Actually, should you bring them or should I bring them or should we bring our own? I've got good news for you. Hmm. You, you don't have, have it there to already? bring it <gasps> because we have the big pouch already in Cabo San Lucas. Ooh, we have the big nice. pouch of Athletic Greens because what goes better with sun, fun, golf, and libations? Athletic, athletic Greens, Greens because we do need those 75 minerals and vitamins, especially in that hot sun, especially with libations. We need to stay healthy, baby. It's a good way for us to start our day before we jump into this golf tournament we're about to play uh, in during the course of this upcoming week. And like we always tell you, Oliver and I do not start our days without it. So it's lifestyle friendly. You can eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. I don't do any of those. So uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> F, none of the above. Uh, but I still use Athletic Greens. But if you're if you're into that lifestyle friendly stuff of keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, God bless you. You can knock this down just like we do every morning. Mm -hmm. No, no GMOs. One gram of sugar. There's no chemicals. There's no artificial anything, and it still tastes really, really good. You sleep better. You recover better. It, it gives you mental clarity. You're more alert. And, uh, you know, and it costs three bucks a day. You're investing in your health, essentially, and it's cheaper than, than you know, if you're drinking coffee. I mean, it's, it's very inexpensive, and you're actually getting benefits out of this. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues, athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues. You win, we win, everybody wins. Who doesn't like winning? Winning. Winning, winning. Cavalry Audio. Uh, I think you're wearing the same shirt you wore last episode. I am, but I'm wearing a new tan. Yeah, what's up? Y you are very brown. Is that fake? My wife, yeah, of course. My wife and I went tanning today because we live in St. Louis, where the weather is <laughs> less than ideal. Uh, I I was <laughs> transparent, translucent. I was Casper esque uh, until I went in there and got sprayed uh, by a nice young lady. Wow! Uh, I walk into this place. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I I go. You know, my wife was there at the same time. We came in separate cars, and I opened the door, and uh, or I walked past the door, and my wife is standing there, completely naked. Mm -hmm. it, but so brown mm. and so sprayed mm -hmm. that uh, <laughs> it was a little bit jarring. And then, uh, then it was my turn to go, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'm not. I don't, as we've said many times, or I've said many times in this podcast before, I, I if I could shower in a shirt, I would. I don't mm -hmm. really like the sight of me 
Uh, and, and now I've got to strip down in front of this nice young lady and have her spray every crevice in my body. Yeah, but you don't, I've done a spray tan before, not, um, because for personal things, it was for a Halloween costume and then, uh, for a movie I did actually. So I have done them before, but I wore underwear and I sort of like, wore tidy whities i mean did you yeah you didn't yeah go yeah naked? i'm not saying yeah. i was naked no of course yeah not. you didn't go naked but aaron same thing when she gets a spray tan or whatever i mean you know she's just naked in there with a little g-string so she likes the outline you know the i'm just surprised suit. at how and maybe this is just the people we married and 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 i'm definitely not in your category but how open my wife is to be naked in front mm-hmm. of another female but I want to go in and put like a winter coat on and just say, hey, spray my face so I don't look awful in pictures in Cabo. <laughs> and yet, head to toe, I am uh, I am like, life but, is like a box of chocolates uh, right now. Uh, uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand about this. <clears throat> Tomorrow you are getting on a plane to go to Mexico where it's yes. mid-80s. Like, you could lay out for 10 or 15 minutes right when you get there and boom, you're good. So why the spray tan? I would understand a base tan with actual ultraviolet rays, so you're actually absorbing some sunlight or some vitamin D or some UVs so you don't burn, but you can still burn. This is purely for aesthetic. Correct. Oh, yeah. I mean, should I have started with that? No, no, it doesn't matter. But I'm just concerned, not concerned, but... If you were going to a ski party where everyone's in the snow and it's a big party, then I might get it. You don't want to look like, you know, but you're going to Mexico to where you can lie down in the sun and and be tan. I don't want to lie down in the sun. I've got pre-cancer things being taken off me left and right every time I go to see the dermatologist. I really shouldn't be in the sun. My mom had melanoma on her chest. I've had a thing taken off my chest. I've had things burned off me that are that are okay, I'm got making it. a collection for you, and I'm I'm going to bring <laughs> it down to Cabo. Uh, You're like throw pre-cancer's them at you. collage. <laughs> I'm going to make you either a collage or I'm going to just <laughs> periodically throw one in your salad. Right, or just like sprinkle one in my drink. Yeah, right. I upset? love that's a good no nah, tequila melanoma is a good drink. <laughs> <laughs> these are like I'm not I'm not overplaying that these are like pre-cancer things not a big deal everybody has I get them it. yeah I but get I'm, it now, I'm 99 well, Irish I I turn red I'm 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 just not a good tanner guy well you are noticeably brown right now there's well, this no will doubt wash about it. off no I know so you have the bronzer on and then you you know and then after a certain amount of time then you rinse right. And then you see all this stuff just go down the drain in your shower. And then you have a nice, even situation. Theoretically, if uh, (laughs) this person did a nice job and hit all the spots. Have you done this before? Yeah, sure. Okay. Not often. I didn't know this part of your routine. It's not part of my routine. I've never done this going down to Cabo to see you. Maybe that's it. Maybe you want to look good for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe i don't care i well i here's what i think because we have been talking about sort of the new look for espn 
maybe Joe Buck is super tan now. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's the guy's George? George Hamill. George Hamilton. Right. Hamilton. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where I'm just known as the sports guy who is overly tan. Yeah. This is great. And and you change your suits, you change your look, you change your hair a little bit, you make it a little messier, and you're just like super tan. I like it. It screams ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. I like well, it. All right. It's uh, it's on the table. Well, I'm tan normally. I was just in Palm Desert and I like burned my face off. It was like nine thousand degrees. Okay. So. Well, there you go. You're in. I Palm already Desert. have my yeah. I'm I have my base do. going. I know. Yeah. I know, but now I'm back, and, and I was just, um, before we got on, putting together patio furniture, and uh, the amount of furniture I have been putting together in the last two months, because we're, you know, we're moving into our house, we're in our house, but we're, you know, furniture is coming, and we're trying to, you know, get some really nice pieces, and then, you know, some shitty stuff, too, because I don't need $17 billion patio furniture, you know? So right. we got this stuff, and, and, and it is fucking crazy, dude. I now mean, you wish you'd paid a little bit more, don't yeah, you? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit. Bronco! No! Um, Boy, yeah, so I'm a well-trained just, dog. I'm just in there with, like, a tiny little Allen wrench they provide you, sweating my ass off, you know, just trying to... Yeah, it's What's crazy. the amount on the check that you would write right now to get out of that? I'd say three hundred. Three hundred dollars? Yeah, because here's the thing. There's a part of me that likes it. Even though I'm not building something from my mind and from scratch, there is a sense of accomplishment when the outdoor couch with the chaises and the table and it's all done and, and it's out there and I'm like, yeah, I did it. You know what I mean? Like I do like that sense of accomplishment. So every time you walk by it, you just take us take us take a moment. Yeah. Gaze at it. Yeah. Inhale. Smile. Mm-hmm. Walk on. That's right. I did this. You know, I, I followed the instructions perfectly. Yeah. That's essentially what I just did. You know. If I ever get there, is this furniture that I need to worry about sitting on? Is it is it sturdy? I think we're good. You know, so far so good. There's a anything few, left over. Haven't finished it yet, but there are a few screws that didn't. You know, they they came in at an angle, so I wasn't able to get them fully tight. You know, I it, everyone's gonna be fine. You know, everyone's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Good, but you you, you won't you don't you won't worry about it. You know, you're not coming. You're not coming here. Well, here's the unfortunate thing, and, and uh, now it's, I'm spoiling the surprise, but when we get to Cabo this week, I, I had some new furniture I ordered that you and I are going to have to put together. <laughs> so if you could, just pack that little Allen wrench and your passport. Yeah. yeah. And Last uh, time, we'll see you down there. I did there. not have my passport. No, no. Shocking. That's our friend <laughs> Oliver. Yeah. He showed up yeah, and was, his passport was expired. Was expired. <laughs> Well, you know what? This could be a good series for us, and I think it would be a good YouTube channel of you and I just putting things together with tiny little Allen wrenches. I, I'm I'm so physically beaten up just with 
my body. I, I don't really like getting into like you got to sit on the floor or the ground. Oh, yeah. Yes. You get in these weird positions. And yes. Then I'm getting my left arms going numb because I have a bulging disc in my neck, and I'm in a weird position, and, and yes. I'm, I'm frustrated, and I put something in backward and they have to undo everything. And I, I'm just, I'm not good at that. I, I would write a much bigger check than $300 to get out of anything. Like I that. know. I know. Well, if, were if, you just if, being if humble? I, no, because I just, if I had more money in my bank, maybe I'd write a bigger check. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm living, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm skimming by, you know? I mean, I know it's crazy for people, people to maybe hear, on this podcast, but it's all relative. You know what I mean? Like it's all fucking relative. I've created a life for myself. Um, and you're just trying to maintain this lifestyle and to stay up on this lifestyle, you have to make a certain amount of money a year. Right. And so I've been in this sort of year by year phase where it's like, God, dude, I just made it just scraping by and I don't have to like sell the house or anything crazy, you know? Yeah. And it may be, from the outside perspective, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you, you're on TV, you make money, you, you, people know who you are, but yeah, but I've created this thing. I've created a life and I can try to maintain that shit. So that's why the $300 is my max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I did some uh, promotion this week for us. Um, I hosted an hour as a mm. guest DJ on uh, Kenny Chesney's No Shoes Radio. <laughs> My God. Before you get into this, you do so many things. Yeah. Like, is this an issue? Meaning, is there a psychology behind this? Like, you can't really sit still. You know what I mean? Like, do you always have to be doing something? Even though I know you like to chill. But why do you do so many things? Because he texted me and asked me. I, oh, okay. I, I'm I'm easy. It's not like I was I solicited him to go DJ his radio station for mm -hmm. an hour, but I found it fun. I I mm -hmm. really the reason why I bring it up is I really enjoyed doing radio. Now it was radio by myself. I sat mm -hmm. here in front of this microphone and talked about my relationship with Kenny, who I know fairly well, not not mm -hmm. great. And then I I led into. 14 songs that I picked that all had some personal meaning to me for Kenny songs and then uh, 10 other songs that kind of took the listener through my life of, of being <laughs> I, can't, a, I can't wait what? to get into this. I just can't wait to hear the songs. I know Florida Georgia line was on there, right? No. <laughs> what about that song? What about that song that was playing at Kava, like many, many years ago, that everyone was playing. That Nelly you know, I song. No, I like my chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. I'm the fish just right. No, I was just didn't. singing that. No, no, no. no. The, the, the song that Nelly was, Nelly's from St. Louis, right? Remember, it was every, all the old, like, white dudes were all bumping this song. It was like a country slash hip hop oh, yeah. song. I, I, Do you remember it, that? Yeah, I, it I drove remember me crazy. The, what was it? Oh, I, I can't. Oh God. For the life of me, I could never come up with it. Margo, anyway, start to, start to yeah, type start, it. Start going. Hey, sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. I want to hear more. I like this. No. So I, I you know, I went, I did a chunk of, of intro about who I am and how I know Kenny and what kind of a guy I think Kenny is. And then I went in straight into Beer in Mexico, which is 
uh, a song of his, and that allowed me to then bring up your name, which then mm. allowed me to bring up Daddy Issues, which mm. then allowed me to self-servingly promote our podcast on No Shoes Radio, which will be played multiple times. So when mm. we see this gigantic bump from the South, mm. different states, um, you know, a, a crowd that are that are big Kenny fans um mm. it's gonna come from this this little exercise wow. i did awesome well i yeah. okay i want to hear the country grammar i still can't do it no that's not it country grammar i think is one of his solo songs it's one he did with with a country I band i'm, Florida yeah, I'm pretty Liner. sure i'm pretty sure it was nelly right yeah and everyone was bumping it in their golf carts, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's country grammar. And I don't right know. now, um, over and over. No, no. Uh-uh. The country grammar's on the down, down, baby. Hunting on a rainbow, ding, ding, baby. Let it, let it go. Shimmy, shimmy, listen to me now. Line it up and take a puff. This is Oliver's life. Right. Yeah, that was just a Nelly song. Little bit, little bit. Yeah. How did the little? How's that go? I can't. That doesn't. I can't pull. I can't pull it up. I I got a now it's driving me crazy. Hold on, it's called Little Bit. That's the name of the song, or Little Butt. I guess Little Bit. No, that's not it. I know, but it, there was another one that was a huge hit that they sang at award shows, and it's amazing that it takes us this long. And there are now listeners who are like infuriated. That oh, it was called Cruise, right? Yes, just, yes, yes. Yes. I think I think it was Cruise. Hold on. Yeah. Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the song. All right, Cruise. come back to me. I'm here. We I'm spent here. way too much time on that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Do you want to hear the songs that I did? Mm. Yeah, I do. Uh, other than this the Kenny songs, it. huh? Wait, hold on. I think my my shit's still playing. Oh God, now it's. Hold on. Oh my God. Whew. Thank Are God. you gonna be okay? Yeah, it just was kept playing in my ears. I almost threw up. Anyway, go ahead. Um. So uh, I played a few things. Oh, I, I, I just remembered one that I couldn't remember earlier in the day because I told my friend Ryan about this. I, I started out with the song Walk mm-hmm. by Foo Fighters. Learning mm-hmm. to walk again. Mm-hmm. You remember that love, song? Lo- love that song. Can't believe I've waited long enough. Where do I oh, begin? Huh? So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't have to do country songs. It can be anything no. you want. Anything oh, you want. Okay. I went back, I played, I think the first album I bought as a kid on my little uh, stereo system, that my which sounds b- bigger and better than it actually was, that my parents bought me in middle school, uh, was Ghost in the Machine. Mm-hmm. So I played 
uh, Invisible Sun. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-mm. Has to be an invisible sun. Gives its Mm-mm. heat to everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has to okay. be an invisible yep, Dark all day and it glows all night. Okay. What that else? song. Uh, I Any did an Phil army Collins? Huh? Any Phil Collins? No Phil Collins. Would have been a good call. Uh, no mm. Peter Gabriel, which would have mm. been something that was pretty near and dear to my heart at the time. I did uh, I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick just because my son Wyatt yeah. sings it all the time and it allowed me to talk about being on Mass Singer. I good. did Sean Colvin, who's kind of a, uh, a little guilty pleasure of mine. I did the song mm. uh, Trouble that she did off mm-hmm. her A Few Small Repairs album. I did uh, Vetter singing uh, Hard Sun from uh, the soundtrack he did for Into the Wild, uh, mm-hmm. the Sean Penn-directed movie. Yeah, that was um, great. great. I did soundtrack. R.E.M. Uh, Talk about the passion from uh, Murmur, <laughs> that album. Yeah. Uh, and then the Kenny songs mixed in. I'm I'm missing one or uh, I'm shaking by I'm shaken by Jack White. I mm-hmm. think is in there. Uh, I just kind of went all over the place and had <coughs> and had a story. What with was each your one. What was your wedding song? Uh, the uh, you would know this had you been there. Uh, I wasn't invited. The so. Bill Withers you were the Bill Withers song. Uh, Which, when I wake up in the morning, mm, love that song. And the sunlight hits my eye. Yeah, it's such a good song. Something so that morning. You didn't play that. Does that mean we're gonna have another issue with Michelle after she listens to this? <laughs> That's podcast? a fair question. But I dedicated <laughs> uh, uh, "Hard Sun" to her at the end. It was the last song I played because of the lyric: "When I walk beside her, I am a better man." Mm. Oh, good. Okay. That's good. Yeah, which is a nice callback now that I think about it from Eddie Vedder, who they have a song, Better Man. Yeah. Can't find a better man. Well, you know, when he walks beside, I assume he's talking about his wife, Jill, that he can't find a better man. She makes him a better man. Michelle makes me a better man. Not a bitter man, a better man. Mm. A little of both. Sometimes. Uh, (laughs) And now Michelle's getting like social media... Comments from people that are like, eh, tell Michelle to quit moving. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that because each week we've seemed to have a little kerfuffle. And, and are we clean this week? We're are clean. We Michelle clean? We are. Clean as a vessel. Oh, good. So did she even listen? Uh, I think she's off the whole thing. Oh, good. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. Uh, but we're good. Yeah, we're good. I didn't get, I didn't step into it. And I actually offered to her the fact that I, I talked about things, uh, mm-hmm. and walk, which was the Foo Fighters song. Somebody told me after divorce, like I had to learn how to walk again. So, mm. uh, you know, starting over and, and coming up with, uh, you know, the, the better, life situation for me while taking care of my girls and, and mm-hmm. all that. So that was, you know, and that was the gist of this thing. I mentioned our podcast twice. I mentioned you mm-hmm. by name. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess this brings up, uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of bitterness on my part that, you know, you rarely talk about this <laughs> podcast. It's oh all God. sibling revelry. I don't talk about anything. I, you, you, you're out in the wild doing things. I mean, I, I don't do anything. I, 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 I don't have 
You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not doing shit. And when I do go on these talk shows with Kate to promote sibling revelry, I think it would be strange if I brought up daddy issues. Don't Boy, Kelly think? Clarkson would have had no issue with that. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, imagine if I'm on Kelly Clarkson, all of a sudden I just started plugging daddy issues. Kate would be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Right, and you tell Kate to just stuff it. I don't care. <laughs> Too bad. She's got enough. She's got enough going on. She can they, she can throw us a tangential bone by I know you know letting you talk about it. She came on. She came on the on the on the pod. We did. She did our first little drop in. Yeah. You know? No. I, and I um, yeah it got me into a bunch of shit. But I'm still I'm still appreciative that she came on. That was nice yeah. of her. I know. <clears throat> well, I will do everything that I can. In the future, I think you and I should try to get a talk show and go promote daddy issues. Hey, I just don't know if anyone would have us on to go on know? or to host, yeah, no, to actually go on a, a like a Jimmy Kimmel, you know, why, why not? Because I don't I know if we're, we're big, it's not, we're not big enough, you know, Kate's the draw there, and you'd be the draw with like a Kimmel, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, don't how know about if, this? I think I'm gonna do. An ESPN Plus, like, Manning cast type thing for the upcoming mm. PGA Championship. Oh, cool. Where I'm going to host that for three hours a day. I would like you to come on with me, and we can we can do the whole thing, you know. Dude, we, we that can would talk be golf. a dream. Okay. I mean, are you kidding? That would be amazing. I would love to do something like that. <clears throat> that would be so fun. All right. Yeah, consider it done. You're in. Yeah. Well, you got to ask. You got to go to the top top dogs. You no, know, I get to so- I get to kind of fill the guest list. Oh, fun! Who- so, so it's going to be fun. Meaning, like you're going to be talking golf, watching golf, yeah, bringing people I, you on. You can talk about the golf. You cannot. It's it's yeah. wallpaper while you're yeah. while I'm interviewing you, or I'm talking to you about why golf's right. important to you, or talking to yeah. you about your daddy issues, and then sliding in a little promo mm-hmm. for daddy issues, the podcast mm-hmm. and the lunchbox mm-hmm. and the everything mm-hmm. else we'd have. Yeah, we, we should get a lunchbox. Lunchboxes are <laughs> underrated. They are. They are. Those are gone. I mean, what kid brings like a tin lunchbox to school anymore? They're, they're, uh, it's, they're a health hazard. Mine, mine. I'm so old. Mine were painted with lead paint. Oh yeah. Oh, my yeah. Woody Woodpecker lunchbox that I showed here years ago. Whenever we started this, yeah, unproductive podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's rusted out. It's got nails in it. It's, it's painted with lead paint. <laughs> Our podcast is too. Our podcast is rusted out. <laughs> it's painted with lead paint. That'd be a good name for our new podcast, Lead Paint. I love that. Let's do it. But Let's we spell it L-E-D, Lead Paint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Well, look, we're still we're still cruising along. Still enjoy talking to you. Don. Can't say cruise. Crew, 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 crew. Now and cruise. The little Nelly song Ugh. you just pulled up on your fancy iPhone. I know. I know. Uh, when is the when is the PGA by the way? The it's weekend the new- of August like 19th somewhere in there. <clears throat> 19th okay. through the 22nd. 
so the U.S. Open is next in June, right? Did they switch the PGA? No, they did. I'm, I don't know why I said August. Uh, it's the it's, PGA's the no, next it's major. May. It's yeah. It, no PGA is the next major. It's in May. Yeah, I, I yeah, completely right. screwed that up. So yeah, it's coming PGA, up in like three, four weeks. Yeah, PGA's next major, then the U.S. Open, and then the Open. Got it. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. They wanted to make the PGA Championship more relevant instead of it coming in at the end. I know. I guess that's smart. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I I said yes to this literally 40 minutes ago, and uh, I don't even know where the PGA Championship is <laughs> this year. <laughs> Jesus, neither do I. It's the uh, one in Tulsa, right? U.S. Open is Brookline, right? Yes. I think. Southern Hills. Tulsa, Southern Hills. Oklahoma. Yep, Southern Hills. Yep. There's my buddy Adam Scott. Hey guys. Oh, hey man. Oh my God. I, I you know there are only a certain number of friends that you can send a text to. At I don't know what time you received that text. I don't know where you are. I'm it assuming was, it's Los Angeles. Joe. Let me let me check here. It was inappropriately late. Let me check. Yeah. Yeah. I have one comment while you're looking that up. That is the longest bill on a hat I think I've ever seen. Yeah, this is a, a, fi- a, a one of those real fishing hats. And wow, uh, it's ridiculous looking. But I'll tell you when when you're outside, it's it's kind of incredible uh, the amount of shade it provides. It's ridiculous. <laughs> do you, have you do ever you fish? caught anything in that? Do you, do you fish in it, Adam? Uh. I have never once uh, held a fishing rod while wearing this hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's allowed. You can do what you want. But I did go fly fishing last summer. Um, I just, I had not, I I didn't have this hat yet. Why does it say you've texted me at 6 a.m. with, oh, no, no, no. That was, you first texted me at 8.30 p.m. about this, which is really, really late. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said, yeah, I'm so sorry. I know you turn in early. Yeah, I, I have dinner Wait, at I wanna, 4 p.m. Fly fishing real quick, because I've been fly fishing since I was six years old. I oh, you, oh really? It. Did you like it? I mean, isn't it, or was it too insane for no, you? It's I, a beautiful sport, I, really. It's, it's great. I, I grew up uh, all around fishing, too. My dad's a, a, a fisherman, and we, I grew mm. up in Santa Cruz in Northern California, and he has a boat, so go out fishing every weekend to the point where I had my fill on fishing Mm. by the time I was like a teenager, but have kind of rediscovered it. Um, and this fly fishing trip last summer, I went with like Kimmel Kimmel's really into fly fishing and his uh, brother too is big into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was so fun. It was in Idaho it's really a lovely and i and i remembered a lot of the kind of basics from you know when i was a little kid fly mm-hmm. fishing it's it's really yeah kimmel's a huge fly fisherman yeah. he's obsessed i actually i actually got him a reel uh, oh you did? He did oh, okay our podcast i got him i got him a reel and, and him and his brother are both this, this reel and and uh yeah it's 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 just a cathartic sport it i mean really once is. you learn how to do it it's beautiful and you where know, do you like to thoughtful. go Colorado, you know, we've had a ranch uh-huh. up there for 30 plus years, grew up uh-huh. there half, half my life basically. And so that's where I learned to fly fish, what but about? I also ocean fish too. It's just outside of Aspen, like basically oh, okay. Aspen, it's basalt. 
you know. My when Kurt, my stepdad moved there in 1977. He quit oh, the wow. business and was writing because he had done a billion pilots. He was a Disney kid. Uh-huh. And he said, you know what? Fuck this. I don't understand this business. I don't know why shows don't go. He quit. Moved to Colorado in 1977, was guiding hunting and teaching skiing and ski patrol and the whole deal. And then uh, he got an audition for Elvis that John Carpenter was directing for a TV movie of the week. And he went and did it and got it and, you know, got nominated for Golden Globe. And then that was the rest of it. That was the history. Wait, so sorry about my dogs. Um, I'm sorry. This, all this means is that there's someone walking somewhere in the vicinity of Bono. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if, you, no, if you want to talk for a minute till this ends. <laughs> well, I just, I just want to know what podcast Kimmel came on. Sibling Revelry. Oh, okay. The one you do with yeah. your sister, not, yeah, not yeah, this yeah. one. No. No, no. He, he, re- he didn't want to come on this one. I have to reach out to my friends uh, at 1030 at night to get them to come on our podcast. Meanwhile, you're, you're, you know, stacking the deck for sibling got, revelry. I've got Kate Hudson. All right. I'm riding the coattails. Just let, let me have my thing. If you're enjoying this episode of daddy issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about daddy issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We That's beg right. you. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up. Right after the break. I have a question about your, 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 uh, about Kurt. I I didn't know that he had quit the business and then it was the Elvis TV movie that like kickstarted everything. I thought, I always thought of him as a big star. So by the time like Silkwood comes around in like 82, 83, He's like full full fledged movie star, but only like five six years into like a being a grown up movie star. Yeah, he he was he was Silkwood. He was becoming the big movie star. He wasn't yeah. quite there yet, but he quit. He was a Disney actor, and then he went to Colorado and was writing. And he was going to be a writer and make money as a writer and teach skiing and do all that. And then Elvis came along and he went and did that. And That's then amazing. from there, it was uh, Escape from New York. And then oh, that, became right. the cult. Of course. that became the cult classic. And then he did the thing with John Carpenter. And, big you know, and then from there, China, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. From there, it, it sort of just it, it just sort of took off. I remember going know? to see Big Trouble in Little China like four times in the, in the theater. Uh, yeah. Silkwood, by the way, is a movie that is not available streaming. The only copy I could find was a bootleg on eBay. It's not available. Really? Yeah. How crazy is that? It's a great fucking movie, dude. Meryl and Cher and Kurt. Mike Nichols directed it. Mike Nichols. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's surprising. Isn't that weird? Actually, you can't. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. I have the copy here, and the Blu-ray didn't even didn't even work. The one I got on. I have it on laser disc. If anybody is do you do you seriously? No, you don't. No, I don't. No, I used to have a laser disc thing. I I, I, I did. I, too. I bought about ten of them, and then uh, they they got thrown out Huge. during some move. Huge, and and really They'd, the quality wasn't that much better. I didn't really notice anything. The the colors weren't more vivid, right? Because the TVs know. weren't HD yet, so there was right. no. Real. So it was all crap. It was a scam. 
We yeah. all got scammed by laser. Well, disc. laser disc, laser disc was pretty much a failure, I think. I mean, yeah. for the most part. You had to turn yeah, them over. They, yeah. <laughs> halfway through the movie. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, Adam, where I know you through Rudd. I know yeah. you through Preston. I know you through Ham. How do I how did we in, initially meet? I think initially through Rudd, like twenty some odd years ago. Right. Oh yeah. In in uh, was it L.A. or New York? Man, I don't remember. Uh, you I and I remember. talk about that night that we that you came down and met us all at a bar, and you had that gigantic weird bug in a in a mason jar. That That's was right. in L.A. That's right. That what? was at Saint Nick's Bar in in L.A. Where uh, we yeah, used, I know Saint used, you know Saint Nick's. We used to go yeah, there sure. like every night. We would go to St. Nick's and just drink yeah. until they closed every yeah. night. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. When you did, like, can you imagine uh, do it, even do it? Like, I don't know. No. In your no. 20s, though, it's just like, let's do this. And then I would uh, see you in New York. We'd go to the radio yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, that's where sure. I first met your wife, Naomi, one time across in that white, whatever's called the white something, white. What? White horse tavern. Yeah. White horse. Yeah. And I met her, and I was like, "Ah, Adam's got to keep her here." You've been married a long time. And we just had our seventeen-year uh, anniversary on Saturday. Oh, good, Man. cool, yeah. and yeah. two beautiful kids. And and I, I don't, I just, I knew you. I don't know you as well as as I know the rest of the group, and we haven't spent a lot of time together. But I've always known you as kind of the gentle soul of the group. Oh, really? That, yeah, I mean, I just feel like you don't have you don't have that side to you, other than like the dick you play in Step Brothers or or the kind of that character that comes out. But in real life, you are you are like just a gentle guy. Is oh, that that's kind fair? of you to say. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe I think you know part of that is probably a result of some sort of social awkwardness and a little bit of like shine. I don't know, like in a big group maybe, but yeah, I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I guess so. That's very kind of you to say. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I guess we've kind of ended up spending it. I, I feel like most of the time we've spent together is in bars or, yes. We also at a couple weddings, right? Yeah, yeah. Preston's <laughs> wedding. Preston's wedding in Carolina. That's right. Um, we spent time there, and then were you at else? Bert's wedding? No, I was not at Bert's wedding. Yeah, no, I didn't make that list. I was uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Oliver was there. It was really cool. No, really I, fun. I, I was there. How old are your kids? Fifteen and thirteen. Yeah, I got 14, 12, and, and 8. And I have 25, 22, 4, and 4. But, wow. but we're, in a, we're in like a precarious, do you have boys or girls? One of each. Okay, so where are you at with what's happening today with kids? Because my 14-year-old, you know, he, we caught him vaping. You know, he's got his friends oh, really? now. Where they're, they're doing, like, you know, stupid shit, but he kind of is not. He, they all kind of want to be older, and he, he still wants to be a kid, but it, there's yeah. experimenting going. Where are you at with this, and, and do you have you dealt with any of this stuff yet? 
you know, because you're right in that spot. Yeah, right in that spot. I I feel like both of our kids being 15 and 13, 15 year old boy, 13 year old girl, like the pandemic hit two years ago, right when our 15 year old and 13 year old to a certain degree, she was 11, he was 13. That's right when you start kind of venturing out and hanging out with your friends outside of the kind of, kind of being pinned down by your parents and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, socializing shifts a bit and they were all locked down for, for that period of time. And so I think there's been a certain amount of, of catch up and a certain amount of kind of rebooting. And so, um, I feel like that you're right. Like that stuff is now starting. It's just been delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I feel like, uh, our son and, and his friends are, they're really like cool together kids. There, there hasn't been any like big, you know, crazy stuff. No, going no, down. no right. none of that yet, but I certainly went through that phase and, and, and did that. So I, I would uh, yeah. fully expect that to come <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. It's like, I have to always rethink that I was 14 and 15 years old yeah. and what I was doing when I was 14 and 15 and then parent accordingly because I, I, I hate hypocrisy. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I don't even understand it. You know, it's my brain is not wired that way. So when this happens, how am I supposed to get angry when I un- fully understand yeah. what's going on? You know, but at the same time, having to be a parent and say, hey, dude, like, look. Shit is weird out there right now. You could go try to smoke a joint, which is so innocent for us back in the day, and it can be laced with some shit because we I've had we we have people who we know who their kids have smoked a joint and, and it's been laced with fentanyl and bad things have happened. Oh, so fuck. this is That's what this is what we're huge this is what we're dealing now. with it's now. Nuts. Yeah. It's so crazy. Just an innocent thing. What's it like to get high? And then, boom, you smoke the wrong joint, and now you're dead. So I have to have these talks with my kids that feel premature. Yeah. Meaning, like, I'm like, dude, we don't need to talk about weed right now, but if you are interested, don't go buy it from some fucking crazy person out there because this is not what it was like when I was a kid. You know, That's right. And it's a different conversation now because it's legal. It's like beer uh, rather than... Because when we were that age, it was, you know, put on a list with cocaine and crack. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's so nuts to think that, but that's that's what it was. And so it's just a whole different. Yeah, I I find that a lot of when a lot of conversations I have, I try to take that into consideration, too, just like you said. And a lot of it's just sort of like. Listen and kind of making them aware of the guardrails like just don't take it to this point because that's mm-hmm. where it can turn into this or this just mm-hmm. just use your head because of course you're going to you know end up doing this or that but just don't be an idiot yeah exactly you know well we're winding down with you and i i just there there's two things that i wanted to ask you one how proud are you of Severance. I, I'm I I'm two episodes in. Oh God, I can't fucking fully fucking hooked. I the hard thing with watching a show like this, and I'm so proud of you, and you carry it, and and I just you know as a tangential friend or whatever we are, I'm just like 
my God, this guy's really fucking good. And the the problem with watching it is you're trying to understand this crazy world that you're dropped into. And so you feel like everything is some massive clue and you almost have to Zapruder film the fucking thing because you're you're freeze. I'm like, okay, what's that? Why is the why is the watch always at this time? Why does he switch his watches? Why does he, you know, yeah. all these little things? It becomes almost halting watching this thing because I I, I want to understand it. I want to understand it quick. Yeah. Like w- when you read this thing, first of all, you got great people attached to it and Ben Stiller and all that. But yeah, you're like, what the hell am I reading? And and how are we going to make this work? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for saying all that. It's really nice. It's um, so great. I mean, my thanks. God. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, it's a really big swing, and it's part of why I was so, you know, three months ago, because it came out February 18th. So three months ago, I was scared shitless. I, you know, once all the billboards went up, I had never been in something where I was like, the face up around town. And once that happened, it was real. And February 18th was like a locomotive heading straight towards me. And there was nothing that I could do to stop it. And I was just (laughs) fucking petrified. Right. And, um, and you know, I, cause it's a big swing and I was really proud of it. I loved it all and loved making it and loved the episodes, but you never know how something's going to be received. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many times have we seen something awesome get destroyed critically or Mm -hmm. no one cares about it and it just floats away or people care about it and just start fucking piling on and making fun. You never know how something is. So we were all scared. I had just having never been in that position before was particularly freaked out. And Ben who has was really cool to kind of like offer some perspective. So the fact that it's been received well and people like it and fans have the, the community of people who, who have gotten really into it are, are just incredible. And, uh, and we just couldn't ask for a better, landing uh for it so i'm just still in relief mode and just so happy um that uh the people (laughs) like it and are watching it you know yeah did 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 stiller did 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 stiller call you did he tap you was he like adam i want you we're gonna go do this thing he did like five years ago he called me just to kind of tell me the the elevator pitch just the quick Mm -hmm. like the big idea of the show and it sounded really cool, but it wasn't until like a couple of years later that it mm. all started coming together. And and uh, and yeah, he was, you know, yeah, generous enough to to think of me. I'm so so glad he did because when I first read it that first time, like you said, Joe, I was like, holy shit, this is exactly what the kind of thing I've always wanted to do. You know, this is the kind of stuff I like watching. Um, and I've never gotten, you know, I've never been able to do something like this before. So if I'm able to actually land this job, it's almost like I've been earning this, this whole time, just trying to get to, to this point to be able to do this. And that was my second question. You were a grinder. 
I mean, if you, if you <laughs> forget the app, you were a guy that you have done so much stuff to, to lead to this. And that's, that's what makes me so happy because when you go through your IMDB, which I got on today, just to, you know, look at the volume, you know, as a guy who was a young married dude with kids and whatever, you you made a lot of decisions that I'm sure Oliver talks about it all the time, taking jobs to take you out of the house and whatever. And man, you, 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 you've earned this through a lot of hard work and a lot of different, sometimes crazy, wacky roles that, that I feel like only you could pull off. But that, you, you do you look back and go, my God, I, I can't believe I, you know, the body of work. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I started auditioning when in the fall of 93. So it's been a while. Um, yeah. And just like, I've always been someone, I just want to keep working. And I, and when I was starting out or for the first 15 years I was working, I was not in a position to be picky about anything and never had any, like when people would talk about like not wanting to do this, because I, I always thought they were cr crazy. Like wh wh who are you to be picky about? Like I did extra work. I did everything I could uh, along the way and, and guest spots on anything. I just wanted to, to work. And, and so, uh, and it just took me a, a, a kind of unusually long time to really get get a career together. But um, yeah, you look at the IMDb page, and it's it's really long because it's been such a long time twenty. Uh, yeah. one, one more and then, and then you're out of here but like you know because you know I, i've been doing this 20 years now i was yeah. 21 when i started you know and, and i've always been this it's weird because my parents movie stars and my sister movie star yeah. and i've always felt like sort of the black sheep i've uh, uh, my career to most people they would kill for at the same time i have yet to really do anything that fucking matters or that means something to me i'm just I'm an actor for hire, and I, and I love what I do, and I'm supporting my family. Uh -huh. You know, um, you're and, great. And I'm though doing you shouldn't feel that way. You're excellent. I know. Oh, and his whole you, family I, tells him I, that, I, and I tell him that. I know. Yeah. It's my own. Sh it's my own shit. But 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 <laughs> but I have done comedy, and I have done drama. And I guess my question is: You do both. Do, do you find one harder to do than another? If you were to say which one is more difficult, would you say it would be a c comedy or drama? I feel like, and you may know what I'm talking about when I say it's like, it's like whatever you're, you haven't done in a while is sort of the one that's, that takes mm -hmm. adjustment. I mean, I feel like sort of, I approach, I, I, I would hope to think I approach both the same way. It's just about the material and how you, how you attack it, but it is a different, a, a different muscle depending on what you're doing. And so like, you know, jumping into severance, I hadn't done some, or, or, you know, maybe it was, it was more big little lies when I had been doing mm -hmm. parks and rec and like comedies for seven years or whatever. And, and then, um, I started doing this like heavy drama. It was sort of an adjustment. It was like, Oh yeah. Cause before stepbrothers, I hadn't done really comedy. Cause it was just, it was just a fluke. I got cast in that. And then that sort of set me in that direction. And then I went to do big little eyes and it was like, Oh, right. Yeah. We're, we're, it's like, it's, it's all about this. And it does take some, uh, some adjustment. Um, 
and then you know going from severance to i did this this other show for a for my friend alan yang that's more of a comedy and and it was another adjustment there and it, it's it's really fun to toggle between the two and to bring elements of each to to the other so nothing's all one thing um mm-hmm. i i think there's there's i think i don't know comedies they, they say comedy is always the the hardest the hardest thing i i think it someone said recently it was amy schumer was on stern i forget who it was that said it but that making someone laugh laughter is an involuntary thing i mean you can always fake laugh or whatever but really to make someone laugh it's an involuntary uh physical reaction to something and to actually light the spark that makes that happen is that's really hard like to really makes make a person laugh that's kind of a a a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. do you still Mm -hmm. know all the lyrics to sweet child of mine (laughs) uh (laughs) do people make you do that in public you know i was the only one not singing in that car everyone else was singing live and i was lip syncing because i can't sing uh, there was well, a, we won't tell Preston or any of our other friends that that who was can who can sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so great. I I just love you. I'm I'm so happy for you. Thanks, thanks Joe. for coming on. And, thanks for uh, the drop in, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Yeah, man. Thanks, Oliver. Keep, keep it up. And wait, party you, party down. Uh, the reboot is coming out. It's on. Yeah, point. we we. Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but we finished shooting in March, and uh, it's great. Can't wait for everyone to see it. Good. Well, sweet. You're terrific. Thanks. Thanks, Crushing thanks you guys. Crushing thanks for it. having me. All right, Adam. All right. Take thanks, care. buddy. Adam. Bye. Later, bud. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues. Um. All right. Well, Oliver Hudson, uh, who the fuck are you bringing to this podcast? I mean, you went to your sister. Who's next? Who do we got? Goldie Hawn? Kurt Russell, uh, hey, just name, just name the person, and, uh, and whoever you want. I don't care. Jenna Jameson, whatever you want. Uh, Will Smith. All right, I'm gonna call him. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, I was in the desert, and I actually went and saw Chris Rock in the desert, and I was backstage with him in the dressing room, and the whole deal. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about that, but it was, it was. Uh, it was amazing. He was amazing. That dude is so fucking funny. I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, but like, holy shit, is he funny? This this stuff, this new material that he's working on, which I'm sure will turn into a special at some point. Yeah, it's so good. But oh I, I have God. to say, and and I was thinking about this. I know Stern. You still listen to Stern? I do. Yep, yep, yep. He's talked about it a lot. Um, and Amy Schumer talked about it. I did listen to that episode. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear Schumer. It's on really that. great. And, and yeah. you're friends with her, aren't you? Don't you know her through Kate? Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm, I wouldn't call say friends, but yes, I do know her. Yeah. Well, she's great in, in, on the show and and very open and honest. And then, you know, they brought up the fact that Jim Carrey said I'd sue the next day. I'd sue him for two hundred million dollars because that's going to live on. And and. Amy talked about how genuinely sweet Chris Rock is mm-hmm. and how that and, – and then it started – it hit me that that is going to be, for right or wrong, even though it seems ridiculous to everybody else, that is going to be 
on in top of mind for him mm-hmm. for a long time. That's one of the most, you know, stunning moments on semi live TV mm-hmm. that any of us have witnessed. As silly as that sounds, it was just so bizarre. And and so much so that he's laughing as Will Smith's walking up to him. We're not going through all that again, but he mm-hmm. hits him. And that that this is a guy who was bullied as a kid. This is a guy, mm-hmm. and now it happens to him after all the success. It happens to him at the Oscars when he walks mm-hmm. out there, and Will Smith, this big action hero, super movie star, comes up and hits him. And now everywhere he goes, it's like me with the Artie Lang episode. For for years afterward, I felt like anybody I met, even though they weren't, was thinking, "Oh God, that." This poor guy with HBO and the Artie Lang mm-hmm. thing. Meanwhile, this is somebody in the Oscars that gets smashed by Will Smith. That that leaves something where I, I don't think I disagree with Jim Carrey. Like You can't mm-hmm. avoid that the rest of your life. It's always yeah. going to be a part of conversation. And eventually it's like, God, I just want to – I'm tired of it. I want to move on. This guy's been chewing on this ever since. I. It's a real thing that he's got to live with, and it, it's, yes. that's debilitating. Yes, it is. And, 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 and again, we, I guess we can't pretend to know Rock's state of mind and his, you know, how sensitive or fragile he might be. Um, he is a comic, and he can make a shit ton of money off of this if he so chooses. And I thought about this, you know, weeks and weeks ago, well before I saw him, and and I said, dude, if you, if if he was to create a, a a special, and it was called Will and Jada, and it was an hour that he has written dedicated to that and fucking annihilating them or whatever this how whatever whatever the special takes on it does, the amount of money that a Netflix would pay for something like that would be massive. But could, it's he, not all about money. No, I, I understand, but money. that. Yeah, but everyone wants to make more money. And I get it. Rock even said in 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 his set before, because he's doing these shows now, and everyone's expecting him to talk about it. And he says, "Look, you know, hey, I guess you made one one joke." He goes, "I got my hearing back." You know, he he said that was his first sort of joke. And then he goes, "Look, I have a lot of jokes I'm going to tell, and da 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 da, and it's not going to be about that." And he goes, "I'm not going to talk about this shit like unless until they pay me." You know, that's what he said. Right. Which means yeah, I it's think coming. we it's coming, dude. I think it's coming. But you're right. I mean, that was gnar it was it was gnarly. It was it was it was it was it was crazy. You know? Um anyway. Yeah, no. Hey, good good for you. Uh we have uh listener questions um really quick. Okay. Uh and I like this one. Uh, Oliver, is there a chance for Buck to play on Cleaning Lady? Maybe he's your ex-wife's new boyfriend. I mean, you know, I'm friends with Charlie Collier. I'm no longer <laughs> at Fox, but I think I could strong arm or muscle my way into that. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, you play Aaron's, like, new fling or whatever. Oh, 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 I, I didn't put that part together. Okay. Yeah, well, my ex-wife in the show is my real wife in real life. Her name is Aaron Hudson. Aaron Bartlett Hudson. Um, Aaron Bartlett Hudson. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I don't. I mean, but if there's like a love scene, you know, where you got to like, you know, get naked with her and do some sort of a love scene, and as I walk we've in. already stated on this, that first of all, I would spray tan my ass off. Oh yeah. Secondly, but I walk I in. I 
I walk in and shoot you. I think that's the scene. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then okay. uh, will there be another wife episode? Love the last one. I, I think we can say a resounding yes to that. If this podcast lives on past this week, I'm, I'm certain well, that it's to come. Speaking of that, uh, Aaron just left the house. You know, before we got on, she's like, "Will you?" She's like, "Why don't you bring your stuff and we can we can do one." Um, we can do one while we're there. And I'm like, I know, but here's what I'm going to trust you with. Okay. You ready? You got to bring the little memory card thing. I have that. Yeah. I'll bring the, I'll bring the recorder and the mic, but we need four mics. If the the girls are going to be on it, I have two. So, I mean, I have two. I have 10. Okay. I have 10. So should we just should we just bring them just in case? It's not really that big of a deal. I just put it in the fucking suitcase, you know? I mean. Yes. Yes. That's a big yes. The uh, other thing too. In. The, the other thing too, Joe Buck, is, you know, Aaron and I are launching our podcast in mid-May at oh some point. God. Oh, my I know. God. I know. Now I got to get it. on your schedule in and around you and your sister and you and your wife? No, but listen to me. Will you just listen? Weird. Our format is no guests. Well, do one guest like a month, you know, and couples. So Aaron was the one who brought it up. She goes, well, why don't we bring our stuff there? And Joe and Michelle can be our first guests as far as un- uh, uh, unconsciously coupled. That's the name of our show. Okay. But so we do this show coming up, and and what are we going to do? Two shows, one for daddy issues and one for <laughs> yeah. unconsciously coupled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. We're just Come sitting on. in our in the in the little condo thing and the it, it, uh. just doing podcasts all day. Uh, yeah, no. forget the golf. No, just, just record like different little snippets. You don't even have to do it with all the stuff. You can just well, look, do look, it on your voice record and we'll clip it all together as like a special episode. Go to Cabo. No, with we'll just bring it in. Let's just bring it. Let's just bring the stuff and, and see what happens. Okay, look, this is me opening my drawer. This is me mm-hmm. grabbing my Zoom recorder. Okay. This is oh, me good. getting okay. a microphone. This is me Great. looking at a picture of my dad. <laughs> Great. This is uh, this is me just being me. Uh, I have other All microphones. Right, I have other. I'll bring two. I'll bring two. You bring two. You know, we'll put it in the golf cart in the middle of member guests. Fucking see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Can we turn it into a Mr. Microphone? Remember, are you old enough to remember those ads? Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Yeah. Mr. Microphone. microphone. That's how I started my career. Wow. I was eight. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, for all your neighborhood microphone needs as you're rolling through, checking out the people on their porches, you can... Tune in to Mr. Microphone and uh, get everybody's attention over on the other side of the block. Mr. Microphone <laughs> for your microphone needs. Brought to you by Daddy Issues. MrMicrophone.com slash Daddy Issues. <laughs> Perfect. What if people start going there like, what, 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 there's, no, what, there's nothing here. What, what is this? Only the people that listen to us in Iraq will go to Mr. Microphone. Now we're growing in Iraq. There, We've added three people per month yeah. in Iraq. Yeah. We're crushing. Crushing in Iraq. Crushing. 
Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Until I see right. you in the flesh. F- let's flesh it out in the flesh. Yes. Oh, do we All have right. a do we have an ad do we have an ad to do? Yeah, but let's can we say goodbye first? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh till I see you. I'm, we're gonna flesh it out in the flesh. We're gonna press it. What is that flesh. that you're holding? What is that? It's a Glock 19. It's like a mini replica that I'm um, I'm in my son's room and he bought this thing on Amazon for like 40 bucks with some of his like, you know, Christmas money. Is it a lighter? Uh, but, no, it's nothing. It shoots little tiny bullets, but like, you know, it's fake obviously, but it's an exact replica, but just super mini. Like everything is done to spec with the same materials and everything like that and that's, and like, that's a cool. red flag. It's a red flag. I'm like, why are you buying this? Like, what, you know, it's such a waste of your money. And, you know, look, the little clip comes out. You know, it's got the little tiny, you can see the little bullets. But they don't fly out of there. No, no. Anyway, yeah, he... he uh, what if somebody's um, breaking into your house and that's the only thing you can get your hands <laughs> on? Go right now. You're an actor. Let me see it. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Stay away, man. Please stay. <laughs> it's like so little. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, John Candy in Vacation. You know, this, oh this could get under the skin and cause a very nasty infection. Yeah. With these little yeah. bullets. <laughs> very nasty infection. Sorry, folks. House is closed. Moose out front uh, should have told you. God, what a movie. What a movie. Uh, and we got my friend um, Lee, uh, who we had on the show. He's been watching Defending Your Life. So, Oh, good. One, we're, one, we're, we're, huh? we're healing the world one comedy at a time. We are. What a great movie. Um, all right. Let, until I see you on Wednesday, goodbye. Goodbye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.